This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catchy song. I like that. Thank you, Camilla Cabello. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071 with our house band, Camilla Cabello and Ed Sheeran, live in studio. Um, Just kidding. Uh, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and uh, Bradley, you've got a question for everybody. Yeah. So, did your parents change your name, you know, like right after you were born, a la Kylie and Travis, the way they changed their son's name? who was named Wolf, we don't know what his name now is, 651-641-1071. We'll talk about that story. But also, that actually happened to me. And I can tell you, it kind of creates a problem in life. So I would just like to warn future parents of America and beyond to be very careful when choosing your children's names because, you know, you can change them. But if you've already put it on the birth certificate, then you got to lug around some extra stuff and it's just a pain in the keister. Okay, so I have... We have been doing this show for 10 years. Yes. We have been on the air together this longer. Yes, this Friday. Actually, Tune this Friday. We're doing it on Friday because we don't do the show on Saturday exactly. anymore. Exactly. Uh, but we did used to do the show on Saturday. And so for a period of time, so I've known you longer than 10 years. Yep. And I can honestly say I've heard a lot of stories. I'm surprised I haven't told this I have story. never heard this, I don't think. So my name is not my name. Actually, it is my name, but it's different. So here's the story. So I was born, which is the it's first actually, paragraph of your autobiography. I'll uh, I'll uh, pop the balloon right now. It's my middle name that was changed. Oh, okay. So my first name has always been Bradley, obviously, and that's what's on my birth certificate. But my middle name, my mother decided to change my middle name. I she's not really clear why, and my mother was very young when she had me, so I don't know what she was thinking. Um, but I think my uh, anyway. The name that I was born with is Bradley Timothy Trainer. But my mother decided to change it a few days after I was born to Bradley Joseph Trainer. That is my legal name, Bradley Joseph Trainer. But because it was on my birth certificate, you have to file paperwork to then have it amended. So if you just look at my birth certificate, it says Bradley Timothy Trainer. But then there's an addendum which comes with it. So, you know, whenever they ask for your birth certificate, you have to like get both pieces of paper instead of just the one. Now, is it a problem in my life? Not at all. It's just an extra hassle. And so when I saw this story, I was like, well, this kid's going to have the same issue. Assuming, that is, that the name was on the birth certificate. Right. Which it may not have been. We don't know. It's true because I think you have some time before you have to commit a name to the birth certificate. And uh, we don't know what the name is now. It was Wolf, right? Um, but it's not any longer, and they're not telling us what that name is. I think at some point they're going to have to reveal well, I that. I would imagine. Because it's a Kardashian. Yeah. 
I mean, they're not going to just mystery child. It's just like the mystery flavor, yeah, which is of you know candy when they put the like special wrapper on it. Which mystery is name, basically what Rob Kardashian is for the Kardashian oh, family. Sad. Sorry, I said anyway, that. um, that is so interesting. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Did your parents change your name after you were born? And uh, you know what was it? What did what did they change it to? How'd yeah. that go for and maybe, you? Maybe they didn't have to change the birth certificate because maybe they hadn't you know committed it. I know a lot of times when you talk to people to be like, well, if I was going to be a boy, I was going to be this. Or right. if I wasn't this, you know, my parents were going to be this. Do you know That's that pretty... story for you? Yes. Well, not a girl. No, but okay. I know that originally uh, they wanted to name me. My uh, birth father wanted to name me Travis. Oh, okay. And I would just like to say that I'm glad I am not Travis Trainer okay. because that is a country western singer and <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want I mean, no offense right. to country western singers everywhere, but that wasn't my chosen path. So I have a similar version of that story in that my middle name, uh, so my maiden name is Brady, so my name was Colleen Brady. Yeah. My middle name was between two names, and the one they didn't choose was Bree. Oh, thank so God. So my name was going to be Colleen, Colleen Bree Brady. Brady. and. Yeah. To this did day, you stutter? No, that's my to name. this day when I say it to my mom, I'm so glad you didn't give me that middle name because that would have sounded like I didn't know my last name all the time. And she's like, I don't understand what you mean. Uh, uh, Colleen Bree Brady. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't it just doesn't roll that doesn't out roll off the tongue. Not really smoothly at all. At Colleen all. I know. Let's go to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Kelly, did you used to have a different name when you were born? Well, sort of. My mom wanted, my mom and dad wanted Kelly Renee, and the nurse heard Kelly Irene. Oh, no kidding. So for a brief uh, day or so, I was Kelly Irene. No kidding. I love that, Kelly. That's so great. And I love that you carry that story around. Like, it's a unique story about you. Um, Thank you for your call. I will tell you now, when you do the birth certificate, they it's like getting a tattoo. They check, double check, triple check, four times check the spelling and every single piece of information on that thing. Yeah. Because if you, on the original, what you have written in there, that's the thing that will dictate what ends up happening. Yeah. And then and if you mess that up. Somebody's going to mess it up. Yeah, and you're going to have to carry around a dumb piece of paper. For your entire life. For your entire life. Um, I bet you also have to do what I have to do because I changed my last name when I got married. Mm -hmm. And when you're filling out a lot of documents, they'll say, list all the names you've ever been known as or oh, had no i don't do that you don't no because i've never been known as i've well, never had that on a document oh other that than, makes sense your yeah. birth certificate yeah oh yeah so i have to do yes well yeah i imagine like marriage and all that stuff yeah so you have to fun. list everything so that they can investigate you fully are amazing it who wants really to be in an institution fun. uh six five one six four one one oh seven one did you uh have a different name at birth were you uh did you I, were you known as something for a few days and then your parents went well like that i just feel like if you're not completely um sure then mm-hmm. just don't put it on paper right just give it a minute yeah give it a beat i think it is i am making this up i'm pulling this directly out of my keister but i think it's 14 days that you have before yeah. you have it to commit depends on the state but yeah I imagine 
14 days yeah, sounds, sounds good to good, me. Yeah, sounds good, right? Uh, let's go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie, did you used to have a different name? Yes, actually, I had two different names before I was before my folks settled on Stephanie. So if you're adopted, like I was, you might go through several different name changes. Sure. I, was sure. born, I was born Ellen. My foster parents named me Shannon. And my birth, my adopted parents named me Stephanie. Oh, my wow. goodness gracious. Was there a huge yeah. time lag in between those name changes, or was it relatively short-lived? It was really short-lived. I was thankfully adopted by uh, four months old. Okay. 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 So do you so. still, do you, do you, I mean, you don't have to answer anything, but do you have to carry around like separate documentation of that, of those changes, or is it all just sort of unified on one document? It's all on one document. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Stephanie, thank you for your call. Um, three names in four months. That's, that's yeah, a lot. That's a lot. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, by the way, thank you everybody thank for you. your, for your uh, calls. Um, we are going to spend a little time with, Fergie, and I don't mean Fergalicious. Uh, we're going to London and we're going to talk about Fergie after this on My Talk 1071. It's clean. Oh. Well, one of our favorite royals to kind of marvel at. And would she be considered a former royal or is she still royally? I mean, I, I don't know that that's a technical term, so she probably considers herself a royal, but she's not a working member of the royal family, I don't believe. Well, we love to peep in on Fergie and see what she's up to on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, uh, what's, what's the latest and greatest uh, out of Fergie? So when you're a royal, basically the lesson here is that you can make and lose tons of money and still end up living on your ex-mother or mother-in-law's dime. That is, of course, Mm. the case for Sarah Ferguson. And there was a story in the Daily Mail yesterday that reminded me of this very fact. And it's that she has pulled the plug on a business venture that seems really sketchy. And I went back and did some digging, you know, very superficially, of course. But um, nonetheless, that uh, that endeavor that she was a part of and i'll tell you about it just seems really sketchy and i'm like oh no wonder that didn't last also totally obvious that tara ferguson would be doing something like that because well all of her business ventures seem a little questionable also look who she's ex ex married to yeah you know uh Questionable decisions seem to be part of the family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for certain. So the article itself talks about this business venture she had, and it's called Rumplewater, and I've never heard of this before, and Uh, I don't imagine... I'm not drinking that, ever. It's not a a water you're going to drink. (laughs) Okay. But you're absolutely right. Um, It was a, quote, water cleansing company focused on overseas operations. Now, if that doesn't sound shady... Uh, I don't know what does. Yeah, what? I'm confused. Tell me more. Right? There's very little to tell you, actually. But let me first tell you the news. So the news is that she closed down Rumplewater, which, uh, as I said, was planned as a water cleansing company focused on overseas operations. One of Sarah's friends told this Daily Mail reporter, quote, it's just one of those things. She launched it at the worst possible time because of COVID. Uh-huh. Those words don't make sense. I think what she's trying to say is that it didn't go well because, of course, COVID. Uh, then the person goes on to say, but don't worry, she has plenty more ideas. 
you know, I don't know that they're probably good ones, though. So then I did some digging about this rumple water, and I I could not for the life of me understand what they, like, what cleansing water? What are you talking about? Like water filtration systems? That's what it sounds like. Or, or like some sort of dirty water that you are making potable? I don't know. But what I will say is very quickly you will learn that there were two people involved that actually in record time jumped ship from this company. And the two people that were involved are the men that are involved with her children uh, oh. and now married to her children. So huh. that would be her son's-in-law, one Eduardo uh, Mazzi and Jack Brooksbank. They were both listed as directors when this was first announced back in 2020. Oof. After three weeks, they resigned from their roles as directors of Rumpelwater. Again, yeah, the worst name. A registered company, but no one really understands what it's doing. Doesn't seem to actually be doing much of anything. Okay, that's shitty. But after three weeks, they were like, yeah, um," a spokesperson at the time (laughs) said the following. Both sons-in-laws were going to get involved, but then realized they just didn't have enough time to commit to this, so they resigned. Uh, at the same mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. After three weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, something smells fishy in the rumple water. So, I don't know. To me, it sounds like... <laughs> you get Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. no. We're not doing that. Um, One of the individuals, though, again, one of her sons-in-law is Jack Brooksbank, and he's been, you may not know this, he actually is a brand ambassador for Casamigos. Oh. And uh, Mr. Mozzi apparently is a highly successful property and design person who works for a company. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, Which one is he married to? So I think Mozzi is... Uh, married to Beatrice. Okay. But I might have gotten that wrong. Eugenie, and yeah, that's right, because Eugenie is with Jack Brooksbank. Okay. Anyway, so I think it's a little shady that um, your two son-in-laws are like heading this company and then they jump ship because they probably looked at the numbers or whatever the plan was and were like, uh, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I don't know what the precipitating factor was to the end of this particular venture th- such that it's being announced in 2022. After it, like literally try looking for anything, you're not going to find anything happening over the last couple of years since it was announced they left. She was the director uh, and shut it all down. So, again, we don't know like what this was really all about. The other it piece seems like maybe some money uh, wash. Machine they weren't experience. washing the water. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. uh, they were trying I, to wash some money. Yeah. The thing I think that uh, the thing for me. Wonder. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That is interesting is that the, the two sons-in-law left at the same time, which sort of sounds like they were at the dinner table and they were like, are you sure about this? Because I'm not sure about this. And the other one was like, I'm definitely not sure about this. Should we go? We should go. Let's do it. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah, obviously. And like safety in numbers, because you don't want to disappoint your royal mother-in-law. But that's Well, um, and they shady. obviously wanted to protect their own business ventures. I will say, if you look back on the history of Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of Yolk, um, and her business ventures... She it's been a real roller coaster. I mean, she was able and I didn't know this, but, you know, we have made fun of her for like reading children's books. Yeah. But thanks to an ITV adaptation of her children's stories about Budgie, the little helicopter, Mm. she was able to clear four billion or four million rather not billion. That would be absurd. Four million pounds of British debt. And so on the one hand, she was capable of like raising some serious money. But then back in 2020, Apparently, there was a theater investment company of which she was a director that ultimately um, had debts of like 10 million pounds. And then she was able to do some kind of virtual or not virtual, some commercial partnership. Like she's a hustler. I would think it's safe to say in terms of, you know, when she's facing debt. Yeah. Making money. But it does beg the question, like, what what are you doing? You know, it's this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. hmm. I just, this is um, partly because of the headspace I'm in, because of that uh, Netflix show I'm watching, Bad Vegan. Um, it, it reminds you that just because somebody has access to or has heaps of money in their life, it doesn't mean that they're always super smart about dealing with it. Yeah. Right? So this, it's the same kind of thing where this bad vegan woman, um, Sharma is her name. She had access to and was actually worth a lot because she had a really successful restaurant. And then she was being sort of manipulated and she wasn't very smart about it in the moment. Um, And that, you know, that's sort of a reminder, Fergie, for all of the pots that she has her hands in, just because she has access to a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean she's great at managing it or dealing with it. No. She seems to be able to, you know, get money when she needs it, but then doesn't really know what to do with it successfully once she has it. Okay. Looks like her YouTube channel is going gangbusters. Not really. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them after this on my talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags presenting Lord and lady douchebag of the day. Who's your D-bag? Rebel Wilson's trainer. Oh, okay. We're expanding it. Yeah. So, well, I don't think this has anything to do with Rebel Wilson uh, or stuff she's trying to push, but I think her trainer, or at least someone that has trained her in the past, is trading off of this whole story about 
Rebel Wilson's uh, significant weight loss in 2020, which now is two years ago. And no yeah, but doubt, we're talking about it again because of the BAFTAs, because she hosted. Yeah, and but this particular this particular article is really uh, here's the story that I saw in Prevention Magazine. Rebel Wilson's trainer shares how she stays motivated after her 75 pound weight loss. Okay, great. So I'm like, well, what is her trainer actually saying? Because I'm a little suspect whenever I see these stories, and mm-hmm. you know we've talked about them a lot on the show. It's been two years, of course, since her year of health, but we're still talking about it. Yeah, funny. But again, fine. Okay. Uh, so apparently he did an interview with The Sun, which is a tabloid. okay. And the article says, I'm Rebel Wilson's PT, personal trainer, and here's the secrets to her weight loss routine. So then you go through this interview and you realize very quickly this has very little, because I think people do this when they see celebrities who lose a certain amount of weight or achieve some sort of health goal. Mm Mm-hmm. People go like, oh, I want to do that. What did this person have to do? Right. Right. And um, you realize very quickly in this interview, there's very little in the way of information about what Rebel Wilson actually did. Here's what he does say. Like they ask him a question. Hey, Gunner, what's it like getting in the gym with Rebel? And he says, she's a delight. She's driven. She's fun to be around. As you can imagine, she works hard. She's Rebel Wilson. We understand that. But she's like every other person in that uh, the demands on her time are sometimes overwhelming. And her work schedule is not enviable. I work a lot. And then I look at Rebel and I go, good Lord, this woman. She's producing. She's writing. It's a lot. She's nonstop. She was in here yesterday. Kudos to finding uh, to her for finding time to fit fitness in. And then what continues is an entire article about what he thinks about fitness and literally has zero information about, let me go back to the headline, checks notes. Uh, I'm Rebel Wilson's personal trainer, and here are the secrets to her weight loss routine. Okay, so, so far, so it's there's the, none. None. Yeah, she there showed up. There are zero up, secrets and that's to it. her weight loss routine. Um, also, this guy, is it, what's his last name? Peterson. He, okay, he's, I was going to say, he, I think it's, this guy is, uh, he likes to talk. And oh, yeah. He is attached to many celebrities who have worked on their fitness at different times. Well, and he's also pushing his own stuff. So, again, just say, like, I once trained Rebel Wilson, and now I would like you um, to take part in my uh, new chief of athletics role at F45 or, yeah, F45 training. Okay. So, like, he's just pushing his own brand, which is fine, but you promised you guys, both Prevention Magazine and The Sun, that I'm going to find out the secrets to Rebel Wilson's weight loss. Now, deep down, buried in here is a little bit about which comes from The Sun and not from Gunner because they do a little box at the end that says Rebel's Diet. Alongside working out, Rebel decided to avoid sugar and junk food and followed the Meyer method, which is high in veg and protein and involves focusing on chewing food and eating slowly. Hmm. So you've given me nothing. Mm -hmm. Thanks for false advertising yet again, dear tabloids. Can I ask a really quick question? Yeah. As ones who have fingers on pulse of health trends, is there like a new push for chewing your food more? No, this is like literally one of the oldest gimmicks in diet culture 
writ large. It goes all the way back to this guy in like the 1800s who said if you chewed your food really slowly and he started this whole movement that somehow you were going to be healthier. By burning more calories yeah. or something. Okay. The reason I ask is because I am obsessed with Life and Beth, which is the new Amy Schumer uh, comedy on Hulu. And there's a part where she's having pain in her stomach and she goes to see the doctor, who, by the way, the doctor is played by, oh my gosh, I cannot access his name, Holly, the talking heads. David Byrne? David Byrne plays her doctor mm. in this. It's super funny. Anyway. The doctor says, oh, you've got this pain in your stomach. How much are you chewing your food? And so then she concentrates on chewing her food more. And I thought, that's weird. Are we doing that? Is that a thing? Yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Just Just chew your food. food. That was uh, originated by Horace Fletcher, also known as the Great Masticator. He is great. Yeah. He's a master masticator um all right so would you like to know who my d-bag yes, is who is your d-bag the sun oh okay look at that the u.s a tabloid sun. twin so we've been on a journey with the u.s sun and chloe card or not chloe courtney kardashian um as you recall i brought maybe two of probably 10 stories where the sun had called out what she was eating speculating that she might be expecting a baby yeah with travis barker Then we got the new season of the Kardashians trailer and you learn in the trailer that she and Travis are going through an IVF journey and uh, they deduced given some of her posts that she's in a painful place. So the son has decided now that she's maybe struggling with her IVF journey. Yeah. Okay. So they've done an article about that with no, introspection about the fact that they perpetuated this rumor that she was pregnant because she was eating burgers, et cetera. Well, guess what? Now we have the confluence of both of those rivers in this headline. Courtney Kardashian chows down on sausage and bread made by son Mason 12 after revealing heartbreaking IVF struggle. What? And it literally is a full chows down on sausage and bread. What does that have to do with her IVF struggle? Nothing. It's just that she's eating and we need to talk about what she's eating. And obviously, if we're going to talk about what she's eating, we have to talk about her pregnancy journey. Because, you know, when when women are pregnant, women be eating. And then like when women aren't pregnant, women be eating and then women be eating. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And the sun, you can do better. And also... It's literally an entire article written around a social media post that she made that shows a breakfast that her son made for her. That's it. Okay, so those two things have literally nothing, nothing to do to with, do with other. each other. Yeah. But they are so on this And also it looks journey. like a particularly healthy... I mean, I think the implication from the words is trying to make you think it's unhealthy, mm-hmm. but it looks pretty, pretty normal and healthy to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, it actually looks good. Yeah. It's on a goofy plate. I mean, I'm actually impressed that her son made made that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her 12-year-old made that. Yeah. One of my 12-year-olds is super good at pouring things in a bowl. Yeah, well. They're great. So I'm feeling like Mason is doing great. She's pretty lucky if he made this for her. Anyway, it's just this, it's such a ridiculous thing that they're uh, following. The way that they're following it in the U.S. Sun is so... Awful. I just want them to 
Yeah, well, first it was about her being pregnant, and then it's about her IVF struggles, and then after it'll be about, like, you know, barren Kourtney Kardashian. I mean, like, whatever stage of, like, reproductive health she's at, they will be there to point out what she's eating in response. Which is, again, (laughs) women be eating. What do you know? I mean, they know nothing. As it turns out. Yeah. The more and listen, I'm the one it 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 is my fault because I keep clicking on this. Therefore the algorithm keeps serving it up up. to me. Mm -hmm. And and probably on some level that's happening to a lot of people and it's giving them the impression that they're gonna get impressions if they Mm -hmm. talk like this. But let it be known, let the record state that they are my D bag today and every day. Well, twice in one day. Thank you. Way to go. You get a gold star. Hey, um, before we go to break, I do want to remind people, because we keep on mentioning this. There's two things, two big things happening this week. Back to back. Thursday is our annual Bids for Kids to benefit Ronald McDonald House Upper Midwest. We are very excited about that. Throughout the day, uh, we will be auctioning off packages for your pleasure. Um, And we've got all kinds of fun things, like we're going to go see Bon Jovi in the suite. Hello, I Bon Jovi know. fans, in, show in a up. a couple weeks, actually. Exactly. Bon Jovi! Hey! Um, we've got all kinds of things all throughout the day, so make sure you check that out at mytalk1071.com. And then also, Friday, a very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley Show. Why? Because it's our 10-year anniversary, kids! Okay. We're 10 years old. Who knew? Yeah, 10 years of these shenanigans, and uh, we're going to... Take a walk down memory lane. Uh, We're going to have some um, audio surprises. Uh, It's just going to be fun. It's going to be nothing but fun and fun reflection of uh, the last 10 years and the things that have delighted us and hopefully you. And we will all try to delight each other. Regardless. Yeah. So there you go. So tune in for that on Friday. Uh, And then when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, stay put because. Tom Hanks is showing up uh, photobombing a wedding. Mm -hmm. This happened again. And I think you might be surprised at how often this happens. Mm, Okay. And I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about it. I want to celebrate it and then wonder about it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, okay, so I saw this uh, headline today Tom, uh, Tom Hanks photobombs a bridal party in downtown Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's great. And then I had a, another moment where I thought, that would be the fun part of being a big celebrity like Tom Hanks, would be just showing up in people's lives and delighting them with your mere presence. Oh, sure. And then I thought more about it. And I thought, this sounds really familiar. Okay. This story about Tom Hanks photobombing a wedding. I feel like we've been here before. And not like a long time ago. Well, sure enough, November 3rd of 2021. Thank you. In the Wayback Machine. Uh, the Oscar-winning actor showed up unexpectedly during December and Tasha Ferris's big day. Uh, these two lovely women were getting married on a beach in... Where was this? Anyway, Tom Hanks was watching from afar and then decided to approach them uh, while they were having their photographs taken. 
And he said, I just, the, so beautiful. I'm Tom Hanks. And then they took a picture with him. And I thought, hey, that's interesting. That's twice in about six months. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Oh. Can we go back in time again? Thank you. Mm-mm. And I'm sure I did not do an entirely exhaustive search, but again, I thought this still sounds familiar. I feel like Tom Hanks has done this before. September 26th of 2016. Huh. Tom Hanks shows up at another wedding. Oh. Uh, wedding photographer Meg Miller of Meg Miller Photography was doing a photo sh- uh, shoot for Elizabeth and Ryan and their uh, wonderful wedding celebration in Central Park. When Tom Hanks showed up to wish them congratulations. And so then I thought to myself, is something going on in Tom Hanks' life right now where he needs some good press? Or is this an effort for Tom Hanks to just be out front? Or is Tom Hanks just the great guy that we all want him to be? And he happens to be near so many weddings. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, in our world, it's hard not to have our tinfoil hat securely in place at all times. So mm-hmm. you, you'd want, when you see patterns, you go, wait a minute, Is it just happens that this is, you know, this occurs on a semi-regular basis. Or maybe it's like a thing with him. He just loves crashing weddings for attention. I don't know. I mean, I do you, did you do any, did you, is he working on anything? What's going on? So I did, Sorry, Mike, I have to turn that back on. I did do a rudimentary search and there is a strange uh, website that is not a mainstream tabloid situation that is, you know, I I think they don't like Tom Hanks, uh, who had a couple things to say about Tom Hanks and things going on in his life. Um, Tom Hanks uh, felt woke backlash as he was accused of playing righteous white men in career things like that like headlines like that um but not i mean i don't know it doesn't look like he's up to much uh except for photobombing uh weddings he's gonna be in that elvis movie yeah which will okay. be this yeah eternal 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 colonel parker now that would be an elvis movie uh <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, by all means, Tom Hanks is just America's movie star, Tom Hanks, understanding that him doing this will potentially deliver delight to those that are its subjects. I think it's sort of, for me, with Tom Hanks, it feels like a, a brand, like a branding strategy. Because he is such a, like everybody, Tom Hanks is such a nice guy. You wouldn't not want Tom Hanks to you know, show up at your wedding. He's so kind. Yeah. It sort of is like a branding thing for him. Um, it just is so, it's so odd to me that he just happens to be in the proximity of so many weddings and shows up for them and, you know, takes pictures with everybody. That said, he is not by any stretch the only celebrity, obviously, to show up at other people's weddings. Um, there was an entire spread in E! Online that has a collection of photographs of celebrities crashing people's weddings, which yeah. I sort of love, again. Uh, and, of course, Tom Hanks is included in this, but Amy Schumer, Ed Sheeran, um, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, uh, Adam Levine... 
you know, I honestly, John Travolta, Serena Williams. I don't know. I'm probably jaded, cynical, um, but I just think this, I don't understand. I don't understand crashing somebody else's wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, I, un- I understand that people whose weddings have been crashed might think it's totally awesome and cool. So who am I to judge? But like, I just, I don't understand the impetus from the standpoint of the celebrity like, oh, I'm just going to go make these people's day. That's a huge assumption. I don't right. know that I would feel comfortable making. Right. Again, I'm sure the people are super happy and excited and you see these stories all the time. But part of me is just like, why would you do that? Why would you interrupt like the most important part of their day to make it about you? Because ultimately that's the headline. Right. And then everybody. But again, you know, the wedding, I'm sure they're like, that's awesome. And the people who are at the wedding are like, well, at least we got to see a celebrity. Um, you know, so. I'm not, I don't want to judge too harshly, but it is interesting as I'm scrolling through these. I mean, there is a very, there's a difference between these people were getting married nearby. For example, the Serena Williams crashing a wedding story is not like Serena Williams showed up at the wedding. She was, this was a wedding on a beach and she happened to be sunbathing nearby or, you know. It's not like she just showed up and was like, hey, it's me, Serena Williams. Can I get a picture with you? It was like somebody saw it. and like, It's me, tennis legend, it. Serena yeah. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I've come to your wedding. You know, there are stories like that. And the same one with Beyonce. It wasn't like she just showed up when she saw a wedding happening. But then there's other stories like uh, there's two stories, one of them being a story about Taylor Swift crashing a wedding. What was her friend's wedding? She was invited to the wedding. Uh, or the Adam Levine and Ed Sheeran ones, they were hired to sing at the wedding. Oh, that's not right. So it's a little bit different. No. No. Meanwhile, there's a picture of John Hamm uh, crashing a wedding, and you really feel like he probably crashed the wedding because it looks like he definitely made some use of the free bar. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah, I'm with you, though. I, there is something about it that I just feel gross about the idea that, you know, I'm going to make this... I'm going to make their day. Watch. I'm going to make them so happy. And now their day becomes the day that they ran into Tom Hanks. Wasn't this like one of, wasn't one of these situations where he was running on the beach and they were in the background or whatever, or he was in the background of their wedding and then they recognized him or something. I think he was staying on the beach and he was watching them from a balcony and then approached them afterwards. Yeah. Which I think, you know, that seems totally harmless, but like, I I don't know. This is weird. (laughs) But again, also, how are you in the proximity of so many weddings all the time? You know, one is in Central Park. I mean, it's not like they all happened at the Hilton that he was staying at, right? Yeah. It's one is in Central Park. One is at this other. I don't know. I just have questions. Obviously, a lot of weddings going on. And my tinfoil hat is firmly affixed well, what would to the, my noggin. What would the benefit be of him crashing weddings? Again, I just think it's probably a branding, like a brand strategy thing. It's not something where it's meant to directly correlate to an event that's happening. It's just part of the overall Tom Hanks Hanks. brand strategy, right? That he's a nice guy and he showed up at their wedding and he took time out of his busy schedule to take a picture with the bride and groom and how sweet. And, you know, it's keep your eyes peeled. Maybe it'll keep popping up every few months because your first feeling when you see it is, Oh, that's so sweet. What a nice guy. And then if you think about it more, you start, that's when you start to peel it's the layers of the onion, and it is a rotten onion. Oh. I'm wow. just saying. And on a dark note. No, I'm just, you know, I don't know that I would have been, I mean, I probably would have been fine with it if Tom Hanks would have shown up. I mean, I think most people would. You're not going to be rude to Tom Hanks, like, get out of my wedding. Right. I just think it's a weird move.
And or maybe is Chet up to anything? Is he trying to? Uh, no, not Chet. Is Chet the one? Chet Hayes. Yeah. Uh, that's the. Yeah. You know, maybe he's trying to take some headlines away from his wayward son. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, is there an abandoned or old place in Minnesota that you want to explore? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.